0: Once was a boy from Brazil I lived in a tree Ah <clears throat> uh, and... <clears throat> little tweak there we go Now I'm happy now I'm ready to work That fires kick the tires in three, two, one. Live from the Vegas studios, it is Weekend Geek Update. Smurf here. We've got stuff. We've got things, all sorts of geekiness ready to share, all sponsored by uh, the illustrious Susie Q's, who's eagerly awaiting your purchases. Just click on the link below. You'll be able to see what the latest and greatest Susie has to offer in some of the most unique jewelry you will ever find. We are in the final months of the year. Christmas is breathing quickly upon us. Believe it or not, we're looking at the end of the season. We have August almost done, and uh, we're like at the halfway point for August. Past it. What the hell? I can't believe how quickly the summer has gone. I'm already looking at cons. We've got stuff coming up that uh, I'm, I'll go over here in a moment. But go hit. Susie Q's up. She will be here next week. And her and I will give you our rundown, our take on the Bad Batch. I've got some very interesting ideas and some thoughts on my um, predictions for the next season and what I think we saw and in, in some of the tragic ends To some characters and things that just... Oh, that ain't right, man. (laughs) But... We will get to all of that momentarily. Uh, that'll be all next week when Susie is back in studio with us to, to chat things up. In the meantime, it is my opportunity to give you a perspective on things, stories, ideas that are catching my eye. There's a couple of shows that have landed. There's a couple of trailers that have landed. And um, we, can, we can go all over that together and my take on those. So let's start um, with... Uh, Thursday, we've got the uh, free guy movie review coming for the meat and potatoes. Um, I'm I'm I don't want to spoil anything as far as the review is concerned, and I I have I have my feelings I have my feels on this, and I'm wondering I'm going to ask it because um, Taters Tater and I were talking, and is it is is Ryan Reynolds? Out Ryan Reynolds to himself is 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 it just becoming the same Ryan Reynolds on everything? Just you know a sarcastic kind of quickie, quirky kind of view. I w- made the analogy the other day that v- Daredevil or Daredevil <laughs> Deadpool is nothing more than Van Wilder uh, with a license to kill, uh, and and maybe just a you know a little more edgier than van wilder but it just kind of seems like the natural progression from van wilder to deadpool uh maybe i'm wrong and i it has happened in the past however it is just very interesting to see what uh is ryan reynolds just it's just ryan reynolds that's what we get and it's not a bad thing uh my wife's bodyguard is i love that sh- that film I'll probably give you a, my take on that one. I may actually even do a me- write-up. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I'll do a Smursh take on that. We'll see. Uh, but look for Thursday's edition of Meat and Potatoes as we get the uh, quick spoiler-free review of F- Extra Guy. Free Guy. Free Guy! I mean, I do like the promo post, the promo videos. The, the souped-up Ryan Reynolds with the muscles and the bouncing pecs. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, Moving along. Also, an update and hot on the heels after the ink has barely dried on their $900 million deal. uh, Trey Park and Matt Stone by Casa Bonita. And we talked about this last week or the week before when the story was kind of coming out and everyone was, was speculating whether or not they were going to do it. And of course they did, and my prediction now even stands firmer than prior. With we are going to see South Park land, and they'd be foolish not to do it. And they, I know that already. Cartman was kind of stashed throughout Casa Bonita after the episode aired. Of. South Park with them going to Casa Bonita and making the trip, and it's still being referenced even <laughs> even today in a lot of their other episodes because Casa Bonita is just such a, I don't know, landmark in Colorado. Of all the landmarks in Colorado, I don't know why they picked Casa... Well, I know why they picked Casa Bonita, but I get it. I understand. It's a little funky and interesting, but they do own it now. It's all theirs. So the question that remains is how and what happens next what does it evolve into I don't know nobody knows and I'm excited to see this will be interesting and very entertaining from the standpoint of the fans and if we do get I want to see like a butters room I want to see something for butters he's 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 been overlooked for the last couple of seasons and that needs to be corrected Just just saying. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, and this just hit. Uh, the new Disney Plus trailer for Star Wars Visions. Holy crap. That is spectacular. It's seven episodes, anime style. And I've been eagerly awaiting this. I've been very excited. I know we spoke about it a few episodes ago when they talked about it and they kind of leaked some of the stills. Well, the trailer landed this morning. And it just looks spectacular. I don't know how long these episodes are. And I kind of have the feeling of Love, Death, and Robots when I'm watching it. Because it is all a collage of different perspectives for the Star Wars theme. And I love the feudal Japan um, samurai one that looks like it. It's, uh, there's a couple of them that kind of take that premise. And I'm really, really, really anxious to see what comes out of that. Because it just looks... The animation style and everything that I've seen for most of it looks just mind-blowing. Even better than some of the other stuff that I have seen. Even Love, Death, and Robots. As much as I love that series, I think this may top it. I think this will be a better, better cartoon. But the link for the episode, for the trailer... Is on 5280 Geeks Facebook page. It's not on the website. Uh, just, I just I don't know where I'd put it, <laughs> but it is on our Facebook page. Go over there, check it out, and you can see w- exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe I'll throw it on the website page so you guys can actually see the trailer because it is spectacular. I can't wait. Um, the release date uh, is September something. I don't have the date in front of me. I was just so excited. Just to, I think it's September 27th. I was just excited to see the trailer. I just watched that on, on repeat. I was like, yay. Watch again. Yes. Yay. So I'm just driving Disney's numbers just <laughs> for the sake of just, just doing it. I don't care. I love the trailer. Do it again. Yay. <laughs> um also speaking of Disney and Disney Plus uh Lightyear uh has been given a release date cast and other kind of things to know about the film which I'm I'm kind of surprised this is actually happening. Now To catch you up, I guess Pixar's plan has always been in place that Buzz Lightyear exists outside of Toy Story. That there was something that the Buzz Lightyear character was based on and they they they've been slowly working towards this you know that the, the character is recognizable in the the pixar world if you will and you know he's a staple he's, he's absolutely the staple to toy story the, the the friendship between him and woody is awesome i love i love um spanish spanish buzz that is the, the the dancing Buzz, which <laughs> which is great. It's light years above everybody else. Uh, okay, sorry, that joke didn't work. But with this announcement, also comes uh, the the announcement of who's going to play Buzz, which I find I don't know if I'm I'm on board with, but I can kind of see the direction of what they want to do. Chris Evans, Captain America, is going to be voicing Buzz, which I don't. Uh, I'm, I get it. I understand. But let's face it. Tim Allen, the voice of Buzz Lightyear, just rings true in everything. They've had Tim do all of the voice acting for every every special, every short, everything for Buzz. And to bring in Chris Evans, I don't know if I'm sold on it. I, I get it. But I'm not exactly like, like yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> I love Captain America, and I know why they cri- picked Chris Evans because he just has that that Captain America presentation. And let's face it, if the Buzz Lightyear figure is based loosely on a true Buzz Lightyear, then it makes perfect sense that you would want you know that that commanding presence, that that Captain America ish, that red, white, and and fabulous. So Chris Evans makes perfect sense because that is. America's ass right there. So with him voicing the character, I'm uh, that's a lot of pressure in my opinion. I'm sure he'll be able to deliver and I don't think it's going to take away anything from Lightyear. Now the release date that we have right now is set for June 17th, 2022. So a little over a year, um not too much. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure there will be a trailer long before you know, long. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see a trailer for it the beginning of next year. And and in Disney's in Disney's flaring, flash fashion of whatever they've got going on, I honestly think it'll be great. I, I I like the Buzz Lightyear character, and in fact, for them to expand on like the Buzz Lightyear universe, I th- I swear there was a cartoon like way back in the day. It, it really probably didn't do it justice, and. I'm sure it was four kids. it was four family. I'm sure Pixar will up the game I'm sure i'm gonna cry again <sighs> i just don't i can't i i don't know how Pixar does it. I really don't. I go to a pixar film i'm i'm I go in with the mindset i'm not gonna cry this time and and they get me every single time i may not i may not get like full blown like a tear, but I get a little misty. Uh, I'm not going to lie. And if you you didn't get misty when the toys are going into the incinerator, you have no soul. You did, evidently just had Tinker Toys as a child, and I feel bad for you. <laughs> just saying. Uh, also moving along, speaking of Disney and flaring fashion, um, fans, if you're looking to catch an early screening of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, you're going to actually have the opportunity to do so thanks to IMAX. Um, so the film actually doesn't release until September 3rd. All right. Evidently, uh, tomorrow, October eight. Excuse me, August eighteenth. Sorry, I'm trying to speed ahead to October. August eighteenth at seven p.m. Local theaters across the country will have a special screening. Now, uh, they're all over the country, and you can click on the one that's closest to you. I'm just going to focus on the one on here in Colorado. Uh, there's like three or four in California, a few in Texas, New York, of course. They're, they're scattered throughout the country, which is great, so everybody has a chance to do it. The one here in Colorado is the AMC Westminster 24 with the IMAX there. I don't know how big the seating is going to be. I don't know what kind of opportunity you're going to have to sit down and really enjoy this. I have a feeling that if you can find tickets, uh, you're going to have to be there like hours ahead of time. Just to check it out. I'm. I know I've badmouthed this film, and I know I'm not completely sold on the Shang Chi character because I, I. Every once in a while, I read Hands of Kung Fu or Kung Fu Master, whichever title it was, and it was fine. But I was at this point when his book was coming out. I was more into the horror stuff. I was reading the EC and 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 all of that, and that I know exactly what phase of my reading this this came out with. And I still appreciate the character. And I know as much as I may badmouth it, I'm still going to go see it. I mean, I, I sat through Black Widow and with much dismay. And <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see, because let's face it, Black Widow was, is, is the tombstone. Black Widow is the end of phase three. Everything is done. The Avengers are, are whatever they are, um, different. We'll go with that. And it, we're we're starting fresh, we're starting kind of anew, and going into the multiverse, which I think may be a bad idea, and I'll get to that in a second. Shang-Chi is, I think, I don't think it's the best vehicle for Marvel moving forward. We have had some clarification that this does take place after endgame that this is picking up after the blip and it's it's business as usual or the world is trying to get back to what what passes for functional you know after a a cosmic event like this because we never really see it in the comics we get that you know life's back as we know it the the marvel universe is reset all the citizens of New York are fine. The city's rebuilt to get blown up next week. So everything is operating at premium capacity for the next big story arc. And I know seeing it through different eyes, like we did with WandaVision, you, you see the impact of a cosmic event. Winter Soldier and Falcon, same thing. We get we get it a little bit deeper into the minutiae of wow, this sucks, what, you know, what's next, how do we recover, what, what is the, the path, because new to them, they, they, they haven't had, you know, prior, (laughs) prior cosmic events to learn from, and that's fine, so to see them kind of deal with it, to focus on it for a little bit, I'm okay with, I like, I like the premises of where it's going, now, Shang-Chi is sometime after Endgame, they haven't, like, specified, in any kind of press release but I have a feeling we're looking at at least a couple of years into uh the reset everybody's been been brought back and everything is fine I've always been interested in the Mandarin I like the rings and to see what they're doing and I spoke about this um a few months ago as far as the rings being of cosmic origin that Shang-Chi's family lineage comes from somewhere else and I'm hoping fingers crossed that I'm kind of right with this because even just looking at the latest trailer that landed you know a little while ago with the the rings going around his arms and it just it seems I mean (laughs) right away when I saw it I thought Kung Fu Hustle (laughs) I'm not gonna lie I was totally totally on board for Kung Fu Hustle And that's okay. I mean, I can understand it is, you know, just just the embracing of that that humorous side. And I was like, ah, okay. I don't know where they got that. But I like the the graphics. I like the 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 animation and and the, the CG and everything that they've done with the trailers. And I'm hoping that we were not disappointed in the characters and all of that. But I think Marvel is treading on some very dangerous ground. I think as we move forward with the multiverse, we're going to lose that casual fan. That we're going to lose a lot of people who have kind of popped in and out of the films. And let's face it, you haven't had to, to be a big comic fan. You haven't had to be in the know to keep up. They've kind of explained it, and as it's gone along, you you get the, the story as you go, and it makes sense. But when you start dealing with multiple realities and characters from other Earths and dimensions, it gets a little weird. And now that we have Kang in the mix and how they're going to further integrate him into the story as we expand into the multiverse, I think we're going to lose that casual fan. And I know that, of course not everything is for everyone but i don't think that the comic book fans out there are strong enough to carry marvel into phase four if they're going to focus on this and present it improperly to the fans i don't i don't know i mean i know my of all people my dad um has enjoyed some of the comic films i mean he 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 loved the captain america stuff he he loved ant-man and uh ant-man and wasp a lot more than i thought he was going to uh he even dug thor and guardians so and they explained it enough that he didn't ask me a lot of questions so i know he was getting it because my dad is is the type okay so explain this to me you know my dad's got to know things And that's fine. I don't. I, I mean, it was fun. I, I I never thought I would watch these films with my 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 father, and you know, just kind of have that moment it was great. And I didn't have to do a whole lot of explaining, which which said more to me about uh, the films and how they were presented to your everyday moviegoer, your everyday fan. So as we step into the multiverse, and just trying to keep up, and where who is coming from, what I think. Marvel is in is is in dire straits. I I don't want to say they're in the tall grass just yet, but I can see where this would lead to problems. I can see where this could have some lasting issues. I might be wrong. I don't know. But uh, we'll see what happens as Shang-Chi kicks off phase four. And starts to set the tone. We know that Doctor Strange is going to be the movie uh, that everyone is going to need to see. In addition to, of course, Spider-Man, uh, the the calamity of all spiders together, I'm not going to be too sold on. But I, I, I really think that they are going to go down that rabbit hole just after seeing what their animated um, Spider-Man dimensions did f- for the animated. And... and they're probably thinking, well, why don't we do that in the live action? Because it doesn't work. The animated side, great. <laughs> live action, well, that's a that's a whole other bit of crazy. But we shall see. We'll uh, keep you apprised. And Shang-Chi, uh, like I said, will be in theater September 3rd. So we won't have long to late, but if you're in in dire straits you need to see this you're a big shang chi fan check the websites uh, go out i'm sure that they've got a list of this posted and you can see it tomorrow 7 p.m local time wherever that is uh, at least here in colorado amc westminster 24 I might go see it i don't know probably not Tomorrow, I got other things going on. I got so much going. One of the things I got going on is this weekend as we do the beer launch. Finally, we're doing the beer launch for Colorado Festival of Horror, and we're at Outworld Brewery starting at, what is it, 5? Yeah, no, 4. Starting at 4 to 9, we will have the beer launch party. The Elixir Immortus is going to be at Outworld Bre- Brewery brewery out in Longmont. they have completed it i haven't tasted it i i've resisted the urge to go up there and cheat and get get a sample before everybody else i know normally i do cheat and i'm gonna be like on the know but guaranteed i will be one of the first ones to get one as i get up there to set up on saturday <laughs> If, unfortunately, you're unable to attend the beer launch, we will have the beer a month later, September 10th through the 12th at the Colorado Festival of Horror. The beer will be available, as will the glass. And I think if we have any of the art prints and anything left over from the beer launch, we will carry those over to the con but i wouldn't expect them to last long i know a lot of people have already inquired with me about them so uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't expect to see it last too long if you do make it on saturday please by all means come up say hi um love to talk to the fans uh we'll share we'll share a pint together and we do have brian bonsale 's band that will be performing later that night so Try to entertain you. Try to help you drink well. And in the meantime, we'll uh, we'll we'll wait for you on Saturday. We'll we'll keep a, we'll keep a pint fresh for you. Moving along, uh, what else? Do-do-do-do. Oh, this was interesting, and it kind of made me giggle because I don't I I want it but I don't know if I'm really ready for it. Nerf has al- announced the Aliens 35th anniversary M41A blaster. It's available for pre-order and it looks just like the gun out of Aliens uh and I'm just I can't I can't believe this. So of course the film came out in uh, 1986, I believe. Yeah, that's math. So 35 years ago Uh, In 1986, Alien came out, so they're doing the Nerf gun, and uh, I want it. It's slated to land um, a little bit late, in my opinion, October 1st in 2022, which doesn't make any sense, but fine, whatever, I'll wait for it. The one rub on this, and this is probably what's going to turn me off, because I don't know if I want to do it, but the the price tag on this is 94.99 and no I'm not a cheap bastard however I can't justify dropping almost a bill on a nerf gun lego sure nerf mm, not so much and it looks just like the rifle i mean I, it would go great with my lancer from gears of war and the the quality of the build looks great course it's yellow and i mean it's they're they're making it look like it's not a gun so i can guarantee almost every cosplayer out there for alien will be uh pulling this thing apart and repainting it i already know that (laughs) i can just see it coming um but it looks cool and it would probably look great repainted next to my uh my lancer and of course the big nerf logo on the side of it that's got to go but it looks great. Um, it's on the Hasbro Plus order form. Um, you can go there to order it, and um, and GameStop is the one that you can do the uh, pre order through. So, uh, I guess if you're a big Aliens fan, if you're a big Alien cosplayer, this is this is what you need. Be sure to pick it up. <laughs> In comic book news, Marvel has announced Daredevil's final issue. Now, if you haven't been reading my top five, what's wrong with you? Uh, it's out every Wednesday, and I tell you what the five comics that you need to be looking at. What has broke into the top five as of the last few months, and I, it was, it's been creeping up there a lot sooner than everyone realizes. It's not like all of a sudden I just jumped onto this. It's just gotten that much better, and it was already good to begin with, but it had some... S- competition so now as marvel announces the final issues uh, i'm even more kind of like ooh. so what's going to happen now um chip Zdarsky is the writer and has been just pounding out uh, a, an, an incredible story so here's the sum up daredevil goes to jail <laughs> electra becomes daredevil and the, the kingpin is going to marry Typhoid Mary. They're, they're hitting it off. So there's just so many different moving parts in this story, and I'm not sure which, which one I like the best. And I even mentioned this in my post last week when the latest issue hit, But I don't, I don't know which story I'm more sold on or which one I'm really m- more anxious to read as they kind of work off of each other but at the same time they're completely different stories as we're going because you've got Electra doing what daredevil does you got matt murdoch doing what matt murdoch does with the daredevil mask in prison and it's just a very intricate story and it's very well laid out and i'm really really sold on it but now as we evidently approach the end it's going to conclude with the 36th ep issue episode 36th issue uh and that's just heartbreaking to me now evidently they um it won't end completely on 36 that there will be uh, a daredevil 38 uh, which will be the revelations as far as everything that's going on but everything has uh it's a must-have special just, just as a minor, but the 36th issue is the final issue for this Daredevil run, and that will be on sale November 17th. So if you're not reading this series right now, and if and if you're not, I, I understand it. Daredevil is not everybody's favorite character. I mean, he's not mine, but every once in a while there has been a couple of good storylines. There have been some moments where you, you, you stop and you have taken notice of Daredevil not all of it has been bad and there's been a lot more good than there has been bad and when I heard that Matt Murdock was going back to jail I was like oh great we're gonna get a repeat of that story from the early aughts where Foggy went to jail got murdered and Daredevil was in the cell next to him and it drove him nuts Blah 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 it wasn't anything like that it is absolutely so well orchestrated and how Uh, they've just put this all together is is just great chip has done a magnificent job of telling a daredevil story that we haven't seen and I'm, i'm i'm totally on board for whatever whatever may come for the next few issues as we narrow in on the final issue november 17th so they're saying, and this is, this is Zach being quoted, that everything has been building up to the final. When he picked up the pencil to write issue one, he knew right where he was going. Everything that he has been working on and writing and, and constructing and architecting, archetyping, archetype? Yeah, we'll go with that, has been, has been set to issue 36. So... Put it on your poll. Add it now. Speculators abound. I'm sure we'll be jumping all over this as much as they did when Elektra donned the Daredevil suit. And you could probably even just go back. That isn't as far as all 36 issues. I know we've been uh, I think it's only she's only been in the suit for the last 5 or 6 Issues And I think maybe her first appearance in the costume has simmered down a bit. So you could probably pick it up at a decent price. But I have a feeling that as everything concludes on the 17th of November, we will see a colossal blowout. I've been nothing but short of impressed when reading this series. And as much as I'm sad to see it and the Immortal Hulk coming to its conclusions... Uh, it raises some questions of, okay, what's next? What's Marvel got up its sleeve? It's a great question. I don't know what to expect from Daredevil. I don't know what to expect from the Hulk. But uh, be sure that Marvel is saying it is, it is going to be good. Like, okay, we'll see. We shall see what happens, and we'll see who is Daredevil at the at the end of this story. It's okay. Uh, we'll get through this. My take this week. We got a couple actually. And I know I was gonna give you a Titans take, and I'm still going to do that. Just not today. Uh it'll probably be next week, maybe? Maybe the week after. I'm getting I'm letting everybody get caught up. Um because season three landed for Titans and it's a whopper. So I'm I'm giving people an opportunity to kind of catch up and um yeah. And there's other stuff that landed that I'm very very sold on. First off was the first episode of Star and everybody knows how much I raved about this show and how much I it hit the mark better than I thought it was. It wasn't an over-dramatized CW mess of teenage emotions and, you know, hallway experimentation and stairwell, you know, confessions it was well thought out it had villains that were the the main the main drive to the story and it was it was spectacular it was poetic justice it was everything that i had hoped for when it came to a comic book series so the first episode aired and you know it is it is hard to follow up you know the the next story where do you start and it wasn't that it started slow, but it's kind of hard to beat the opening episode of the first season when all the heroes get their asses handed to them and and die. <laughs> and and you you are left with this huge tragedy, this open wound, and then we just we just move forward. So you're left with all of the the feels and and no conclusions, no nothing. You're just like, "Okay, well, Everybody's dead (laughs) and I loved it. It was it was so well orchestrated and, and planned out. It was great. So episode one happens and it's kind of boring. It's kind of dull. And it is exactly what you expect it to be after, okay, you chased all the bad guys out of this little small sleepy town in the middle of nowhere. Of course there's nothing else to fight. Of course there's nothing you're going to find on patrol. Maybe a rogue coyote. Maybe a grizzly bear. But no supervillains. Unless the supervillain's a grizzly bear. I didn't think about that. Yeah, maybe. It was fine. There was some awesome... No, I wouldn't say awesome. There's some fun moments. The, the, the whole premise of family vacation, going into summer school, all of it plays well. Now, according to Jeff Johns, who is the the showrunner and has written some of DC's great stories over the last couple of decades, um, Green Lantern being one of them. I know I get I get slacked all the time because such a Green Lantern fan, but he has he has penned some incredible stories, and him creating Stargirl and everything that he worked on on the comic book for it, I'm I'm not upset. I'm not worried. By all by any stretch of the imagination, just waiting so much waiting. And according to Jeff Johns, he's like, this is going to be more of a teen centric horror, like something he would, you know, love and devour back in the 80s. So he's very he's very quick because I know I'm probably not the only fan that was like, well, that was a letdown. So he was immediately on the Twitters, on the web, saying, don't worry. This is going to be, you know, very, very, very good. And, you know, it's going to be, at its core, a horror film. So it's going to take a bit of a a turn from what we saw. Because it was more of like a mystery, I guess, the first time. It, it, it It was suspenseful. It was, you know, an origin story. Of sorts. And it was great. So to take a hard right into the horror world, I'm not going to be upset with this. And, in fact, if anything, it's quite the opposite. I want a a horror take on it. Maybe we can see something that New Mutants uh, was never able to deliver with the horror aspect. And <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. Because in his conversation, Jeff actually cites, like, um, uh, Lost Boys being one of his influences like one of the the main influences for this story arc for this season so that even like perked me up even more I was like yay and of course Eclipso which I already mentioned last week who I thought we had seen in one of the other series I don't remember I, I've lost track but to see Eclipso come back is in and, and how they how they created the character in the moment was great it it, it was very very creepy very children of the corn and um yes so I'm, I'm on board I'm totally I'm totally in and how it ended of course was the appearance of Jade Alan Scott's daughter who is looking for the lantern and that leads us into tonight's episode as it looks like the lantern goes nova all of a sudden which I didn't know that they could do that but okay. Maybe it's a different Lantern. I, well, I know it's a different Lantern based on the comics, but are they doing that Lantern for this? I don't know. There's some distinct differences between our Alan Scott Green Lantern and Hal Jordan's Green Lantern. Very distinctive differences. And in fact, Alan Scott is more mystic in origin than the battery on Oa, uh, him being Alan Scott's uh, weak against wood, <laughs> and Hal Jordan being weak against the, the color yellow. So, yes, that is correct. If you could get a high projectile pencil, <laughs> you could take out a Green Lantern. <laughs> yes, I've had that argument before. Yes, trust me, it didn't end well. Totally didn't end well. A lot of hurt feelings and and and, and broken hearts. Something like that <laughs> uh, and my last take is my take on what if the first episode aired uh last week and Captain Carter, which I'm not a hundred percent okay, great hits uh let's start with the art. the art was fantastic the animation was. Seamless. It was perfect. It is exactly what I expected from Disney. It was everything that had built up with the hype, and uh, it was it was everything I, I I was expecting. So in a way, I, I I got what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting the animation to be bad. I wasn't expecting any of that to miss the mark. It is it's still at the end of the day Disney, and I appreciate that we it's our first, you know, official in, in the universe animated. It's not like, you know, some of the other Guardians of the Galaxy or the Avengers where they've taken from it and built kind of like its own little cartoon world. So this directly tying into the Marvel Universe is nice. How it fits into Kang's world or is this an offshoot from it or all of that – I'm sure those questions will actually kind of come because I have a theory of where this is going and I'll get to that in a second. What was disappointing to me, it was basically the same story. There were some small tweaks and some variations on the Captain America story, but all in all it was still kind of the same. We didn't we, I mean the only major Adjustment, two major adjustments. Bucky lives. In fact, everybody lives. The only person that may not live was Doctor Abraham, but they we don't know. There's some slightly different twists to the story, and I think it would have been cooler if they made Captain Peggy Captain Britain. Uh, but I understand the choice and all of that. I just. It was just basically the same story. The one thing that I loved the most about reading What Ifs, the stories in the comics were not always tragic, but different. There were, and they even speak of this in the opening credits from The Watcher that, you know, it, it all comes down to one single decision, one moment that starts the new timeline, that starts the alternate Earth. And of course, it's a couple of choices, but all in all, okay, fine. You know, one guy says, you know, Peggy Carter can stay in the room during the, uh, the procedure to make Captain America. There, there, there's a couple of other, like, key moments that suddenly shift because of that one decision. But after that, everything kind of stays in form. And of course, we squeeze a whole, you know, kind of two hour movie into 30 minutes as we now fast forward and and peggy of course experiencing you know a woman being in a man's world during world war ii and it's a different perspective which is very well explored on the disney side it raises questions and it quickly overcomes some of the the nonsense of the era And immediately she's accepted. Not immediately, but, of course, she proves herself. Just the same as Steve proved himself, because no one really took the kid seriously, and, you know, basically everything that's special about him came out of the bottle. So they kind of address that loosely, but they do move forward with the story, and it is almost the same story, with the exception of adding Captain America, not Captain America, sorry, Steve in an Iron Man suit. The change all of a sudden is that Peggy gets a hold of the Tesseract, gives it to Stark, who then comes up with the idea of basically what looks like the Ironmonger in <laughs> World War II, and Steve is inside of it. It's and, and they call it the Hydra Stomper. Come on. Really? It's just re- Stupid. <laughs> You have all this time to come up with names, and that's what you come up with? The Hydra Stomper? Whatever. It's fine. It's not, it's not even one of the things that annoyed me the most about it. Um, what annoyed me the most is just like everybody, there, there was no real basic tragedy. And that was kind of one of the things, like I said, that really made me enjoy reading What If?, and a lot of it was like, what if, you know, Gwen Stacy had lived? What if the Dark Phoenix had taken over? What if the alien costume had possessed Spider Man? Um, of course, one that actually became a story. What if Jane Foster became Thor? So there have been some very compelling what if stories, but they had come with consequence. There was tragedy, there was a different outcome. The outcome that we had here was almost predictable. I mean you of course didn't see where it was going, but it was it was exactly the same story, just a little a little different and not saying that I didn't enjoy the story, I just kind of expected more. I was expecting Disney to kind of really you know unfrail the sales and just let this thing go. It was fine. Uh, and like I said, everybody lives, Bucky survives, he doesn't lose an arm, they even make a cute joke about it, and I'm like, okay, I, fine, maybe they didn't want to, to be all gruesome and, and hard-hitting depression, and, you know, just, the like I said, the tragedy in the first episode. Now, where do I think this is going? That's an excellent question, and I'm glad you asked. I think this is doing and building up towards a... What if Avengers event? I think we will see the Infinity Gauntlet in Endgame in a what if fashion. That all of these what ifs somehow are going to compile together into one big story at the end. I don't know how I feel about that, and I guess it depends on how they present it as they're moving forward. But I'm starting to get that kind of feel as I'm watching some of the other trailers, some of the clips from the other shows that have yet to air. And maybe I'm wrong and it's not going to head that way, but there are some indicators that make me want to scratch my head a bit and go, uh, "Okay, maybe so." Like I said, I don't know how I feel about it and maybe when we get to that bridge, uh we'll cross it and see if it's 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 it, if if they do it well, if they do it justice, if they give the proper fan service, I know. <laughs> but the un- the other thing about this what-if is that they brought everybody back, with the exception, of course, of Red Skull and Captain America, or Steve Rogers. Um, Hugo Weaving and uh, Chris Evans did not voice their characters, but everybody else came back, even Stanley Tucci. Every, everyone was there, and it was great. I, I liked the fact that they had all of the actors come and portray their characters in the cartoon format, and that actually kind of smoothed a lot of it over for me it made the other points less distracting because i was just like pulled into the moment i was enjoying the story but it wasn't until afterwards that i just kind of sat and and i thought about it and i probably shouldn't have i dwelled too long and then realized wait a minute wait everybody lived uh, we'll see what happens because the ending does throw it right into um avengers as far as how the story starts So I, I'm. We don't know what this week's episode will be It'll be up on tomorrow So uh, we'll see uh, The only one that, like I said Well not the only one But the chief one that I'm really looking forward to Is the Marvel Zombies And how they explain that Or how they get there If they're using the Ultimates universe I'm, I'm very very excited to see that story And if if Disney really just kind of lets them You know go at it let them let have at thee but uh fingers crossed we'll see what they um <laughs> what they come up with so last bit of this ju- this just handed to me <laughs> uh there is a first look at clerk's 3 that just landed so we get kind of a quick peek at um, well we had Barry on a couple weeks ago that was saying that Kevin Smith is far from finish and evidently he was spot on as we get kind of a quick look at clerks three and the team is looking ready and willing to help you. No, not really. Uh, The title of the – I don't know if this is the title of it, but uh, first look at Clerks 3. Spoiler, they still don't like you. (laughs) At least you're staying true to the characters. I like it. Uh, Rosario Dawson is in the batch um, with Randall, of course, and crew, uh, Dante. And I always forget the kid from the quickie stop uh, from the, the, the restaurant. From Clerks Three or Clerks Two, okay. Um, I I haven't read this, but if you are inclined, we'll see what uh, Kevin Smith has in stores in store for us. I'm sure there's no spoilers in the uh, article, but just the fact that we get a quick look at it. So, excellent. Uh, that's about it. Uh, covers everything that is kind of bouncing around the geek sphere, if you will. And yeah. Uh, please give us a like Give us a share uh, Follow us on Instagram Go give us a subscribe on our YouTube channel We will be back uh, in the next week or so With a new episode I'm not going to spoil it for you uh, We've been working on a couple of projects so uh, Always busy here Always wor- working hard to entertain you <laughs> uh, If you got any questions Comments, please put them in the field below Otherwise, run fast, laugh hard And always be kind